Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. Mommy and Daddy are back with part two. All right, we're back. And we're going to talk about, very briefly, because we are at over an hour and a half, gifts for the foodie. Because you're all here for gifts for the foodie, right? We'll do gifts for the foodie and gifts for the outdoor lover. And then I have a whole list of gifts under $50 for random friends and family, for kids. You know, if you're looking for a gift for somebody for that white elephant Yankee swap or the family member you just don't know who to buy for, but you don't want to spend more than, you know, maybe $25 to $40. We've got those gifts on the list. We've also got a bunch of stocking stuffers for all ages as well, and those will be on the list on my website. Just because they're those cooking club exclusive lists. They are not. They're for everyone. Okay. They are. Yes. Though the cooking club is getting this early, so, yeah. So, let's talk gifts for the foodie and gifts for the outdoor lover, and then we will wrap it up so we don't have you here for actually three hours because that would make it midnight our time that 10 year old was up real late <laughs> she's recording it tomorrow stop <laughs> they are asleep right now <laughs> this is our annual date night where we yeah. drink whiskey and talk about gifts okay so would you like to take over the gifts for the foodie list sure and I'll provide my commentary. Okay. All right. Your gi- gifts for the foodie so from the non-chef. All right. Go for it. So, as a non-chef, I do not have all my me- recipes memorized. In fact, I probably need to read them about 26 times while making even something like cookies that I've made 26 times. And you would think I would have memorized by now, but I don't. Um, and so inevitably I end up flipping to my phone every four to five minutes to check (laughs) what the next step is and have I forgotten anything? So the first item we have here is a tablet holder for the kitchen. Um, so I have a tablet, I have a little Samsung Android tablet that I got a couple years ago. It's great. I use it for all kinds of things. Um, but I don't really want to get the nice case that I have all covered in flour, oil, or grease, or anything like that. So having something you can just drop it in, have your recipe on it, and have it right in front of you at all times, pretty handy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been telling you that I need to get a tablet for my personal chef work, because currently what I do is I carry around a binder with printed recipes, which feels very 2010 when I started but as a personal chef. Take those pages out of your binder and put them on the tablet holder. <laughs> I could. Or I could put them on a tablet and then just flip through the recipes easily. And also you can access all of your Healthy Mama Cooking Club recipes on Google Drive on your tablet. Tomato tablet holder but there are very adorable you know aesthetic tablet holders as well including the one that i like that's kind of like farmhouse chic sorta on 
on Amazon. Okay. So you got to get me a tablet so I can have this. So also, <laughs> if if you if your partner doesn't have a tablet, please don't get them the tablet holder for the kitchen. If they don't have a tablet, you also need to get them a tablet. <laughs> Unless you love chaos. Okay, so I love a cookbook holder for the kitchen as well. But I love the tablet holder more because it holds more recipes than just a cookbook. So. Okay. Okay, your turn. Sorry. I'll um, let you go. Moving along. We have a Lodge Dutch oven. So this is for the people who want a pot that is four times the weight of <laughs> any other pot they have in their house. You're not, <laughs> you're not selling this well. There's a reason that it is that heavy. So, as you know, cast iron heats up quicker, better heat transfer, stays hot longer, and you can put it in the oven without melting the rubber handle that you may or may not have on your other pots. So. I've never been so proud. Yeah. I got the. Wow. Those are the selling points of a Dutch oven. But why is the Lodge one the one that I'm recommending for this gift guide? Because they knock it out of the park. Well, Lodge is amazing. And they've been around forever. Not ever, but yes. But a, Okay, fine. A long time. But Lodge versus Le Creuset, which Le Creuset is incredible. But for the price point. When the enamel starts flaking off and you got to replace it in 10 years. Or you can bang the my beautiful Lodge cast iron Dutch oven when you're doing the dishes and it is the also fault. comes off. We have no dog. <laughs> Makes it even more remarkable. No, but it is. It's very durable and it does make the most incredible roast or buff bourguignon or whatever you want to make braising in the oven. Braised chicken drumsticks chili the dutch oven is incredible and it's a great gift if you are if the foodie in your life does not have it i'm a little annoyed with my sister because she just moved into her first well not her first apartment but she just moved into a new apartment and i wanted to get her a lodge dutch oven for christmas and then she went ahead and bought herself one as per my recommendation of course but it's a great, it's a great gift, and they are much less expensive than your like Le Creuset, and the quality is very similar. So, right. okay, the this, next one, can you do this one? This one is confusing to me because you have a looks like a company written down next to it. Okay, yes. And I thought you had to buy these <laughs> on like Craigslist <laughs> or Facebook Marketplace, some kind of back alley deal. <laughs> Okay. So this is a... No, no, you said I get to run this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I need to do her so justice. this is a sourdough starter kit. Uh-huh. So. I don't think it's what she calls it, though. I need to look up exactly what she calls it. Okay. Hold on. While you do that, a so, sourdough... In order to make sourdough... You need a starter. You need a starter. Mm -hmm. Are you going to let me explain it? Or are you just going to talk over me every time I say something? I'm being quiet. Okay. So you need a starter in which to add the sour, part of the sourdough, to it. Mm -hmm. This is a living, breathing thing. Similar to the yeast that you would add to more traditional breads. Yes. Is this in the place of yeast or goes alongside the yeast? It's a type of yeast used to sour the bread as a leavening agent. Okay. It's like a wild yeast. So this would replace your yeast. Yes. Um, but you need to feed it. Yes. Flour. Yes. And on a regular basis and keep it under mm -hmm. conditions. So it's like having a bread plant that you keep <laughs> in your cupboard, apparently, and it never gets overfed and leaks everywhere. <laughs> um, and for all of you who took up bread making during COVID lockdown, 
which I'm assuming is 96% of your listeners, you'll know that in order to get one of these, you had to know a guy who knew a guy, right? You were calling Steve's neighbor's gardener because this guy had the best starter. And he would scrape off a little bit of his and give it to you. And you had to spend at least three weeks prepping this thing before it was ready to be used for baking. Mm-hmm. Does that, that sound accurate? <laughs> so please explain to me how someone is selling this. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I've had a couple episodes on the podcast talking about sourdough. And, you know, sourdough is a fermented food, which is fantastic as someone who's had IBS, fermented foods, especially fermented wheat, works much better with my digestive system than regular old wheat. Um, And one of the people I've connected with over the years who is wonderful is Laura from Radical Roots. And she has, she has created what she calls a sourdough sisterhood. And it was her and her friend Ashley, who I learned, and Ashley's been on the podcast, and so is Laura. I will link those episodes down below just so you can listen to them. But they are how I learned how to make sourdough. So with your sourdough starter, you can actually dehydrate your sourdough starter and sell it. And Laura has the most incredible sourdough starter. Its name is Willow. And she dehydrates dehydrates it and sells it. And she also has cookbooks that she has created. She has eBooks. She has a whole Etsy shop. So go to her Etsy shop. She has eBooks, but also printed books as well. She has a sourdough starter kit. So if you are interested in starting sourdough, she will give you willow. She will give you the starter and you rehydrate it. And that becomes your starter and you feed it your bread, your bread, sorry, your flour every day. And it becomes your bread. And she also has in there, she has the sourdough basket. She has the, um, I think it's called a lame, the one where you, you use it to make the designs on the sourdough and it has a bread scraper and all of the things you need to start sourdough including her book as well so you've got the sourdough starter she's got a really cute kitchen towel she has everything you need to start your sourdough but any part of that process whether you buy willow her starter you buy the ebook she's a great resource and she really knows her stuff she just released a croissant ebook so she makes sourdough croissants so many people know that i am not a baker i'm very comfortable with bread and rolls and muffins and things like that i'm not a technical baker it's not something i've ever been super interested in because i'm really creative and baking is very it's chemistry. <laughs> um, I remember the last time we had a you made us eclairs? Yeah, it was culinary school. Exactly. Ten years ago, and I have not made them <laughs> since. Yes, yeah. So uh, it's not something I'm super interested in, but bread baking, especially sourdough, it can be a really fun, kind of relaxing sort of thing. So what might be Lego building for you is like baking bread for me. And it personally is something I want to get back into because we did do sourdough for a while, and I kind of got out of it uh, in the winter time I want to get back into it because I know sourdough works best for my body and currently we are buying sourdough most of the time we try to buy it from a local baker sometimes we'll buy it from Trader Joe's but local is my favorite I would love to be able to make it again because it is much less expensive than what we pay for our fantastic local St. Pete sourdough but we can make it for less than ten dollars a loaf so Laura's a great resource so I loved your description of that, and I will be sending it to her. <laughs> so next thing on the foodie list, because yeah, we're this is going to be a three-hour podcast. This is taking a yeah. while. Okay. But um, we have a wine chiller. For our food and wine enthusiasts, yeah? Mm. So wine typically tends to like being chilled. Not all wine. Mm. Most... Experts will say your reds should be slightly chilled. Slightly chilled, yeah. Right? So is this a two-chamber chiller or just a single chiller? No, it's like a mini chiller where you can quick chill your wine. So it's kind of like a quick chill wine bucket. Yeah. It'd be a cool, it's like 40 bucks. Cycle the cold water around it? Mm, I didn't look into it technically. Let me find it. So 
if you go to some liquor stores, they will actually have wine chillers there where it's basically a cold water bath circulating. Really? Yeah. Um, that you can put it in. And so it rapid chills your wine for you. And this is not inexpensive. Right now it's on sale for $54.99. It's typically $74.99. Mm-hmm. Keeps wine chilled for up to six hours. It's essentially a next generation ice bucket. Oh, so this is like a fancy wine koozie. Kind of, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so was... your whites tend to want to be chilled. Mm-hmm. Reds want to be slightly below room temperature, but not cold. Um, so yeah, this would be a nice gift for dropping your bottle of wine in. Mm-hmm. Replaces kind of your classic ice bucket by on the patio or the garden or yeah. the pool. So yeah, that looks... Not sure what else to say about it. Okay. The next item, this is a slightly higher priced item, the next one. This is where you get really, really into baking. (laughs) Like, everything becomes about baking. Okay, but this set is ceramic, which is different. It's not the carried away baking set. Caraway. Ah, that's that's why I lost it. Yes. Caraway (laughs) is a great brand. It's ceramic bakeware. I was also wrong. Not (laughs) not (laughs) I was like, okay, this is a very specific (laughs) bread we're making. (laughs) It's Irish soda bread. Um, Always. Yeah, no, it's it's ceramic, so it's ceramic nonstick. Couldn't you just make that in your Lodge Dutch oven? Yeah, you can. You can make Irish soda bread in your Lodge Dutch oven. Yep. So this is a full ceramic bakeware set. It has baking sheets. It has baking pans, cooling racks, storage. And so what I find really cool about this is if you have a baker in your life who's trying to switch from like the Teflon nonstick to your ceramic bakeware, Caraway is a great brand. They're really solid. And this comes in a set. So you can literally buy it. It's all stored in one place and you can put it in your cabinet all in one place which as someone who loves organization i really enjoy it's this is a higher priced item i will say that it's 350 dollars for the full set but you have everything you need from baking sheets to a cooling rack to the storage like i mentioned you've got a muffin pan you've got cake pans you have your eight by eight inch pan so it's everything you need for brownies muffins cupcakes cake you can even roast your vegetables on there. Pretty much anything you need when it comes to baking or roasting in the oven. So it's non-toxic. It's, you know, free of all of those chemicals that you might have in terms of your non-stick baking ware. So if you're looking to switch over and you're ready to kind of take the plunge and you want to give that to someone as a gift. And it also comes in a bunch of fun colors, which is kind of cool too. I'm someone who likes color, so... I think that one's cool. Set. Not carried away, not caraway seed, but caraway nonstick ceramic bakeware. All right. I had to look up this next one. I wasn't sure what this <gasps> the was. Ni- you don't know what the Ninja Creamy is? This is a great it gift. It seems. Sage asked for this for Christmas, and I was like, no. Like a margarita maker. <laughs> no, it's an ice cream maker. It says 11 in 1, and ice cream is just one of those ones. It says slushies. <laughs> yes. And everybody knows mm-hmm. that a frozen margarita is an adult slushie. <laughs> I mean, I was thinking like banana ice cream or protein ice cream. Or daiquiris. Or daiquiris. <laughs> <laughs> so Sage wants a Ninja Creamy, but they're about $200. So this is more for your foodie in your life who would like to experiment making maybe ice creams of different sorts. It's by the Ninja Company, which we know is has a good reputation. You, I, I'm very surprised you've never heard of the Ninja Creamy. I haven't heard of this specific one. I've heard of these type of devices. Mm-hmm. I've not heard of this one specifically. Okay. I'm trying to... Ninja makes good stuff. Um, and they've got a certain design aesthetic for how everything works together. 
So if you're familiar with how the Ninja blenders and products work, you'll be pretty, this will be yeah, I mean, intuitive to you. Honestly, I was pretty skeptical about Ninja items because I'm very familiar with Vitamix and Blendtec, like from the professional cooking world, most professional kitchens use Vitamix or Blendtec and Ninja came on the market and kind of came in at a lower price point, high powered, and I was very skeptical and it's still not my number one choice in terms of brand, but they do have really good products and they do have good power. And when I've used them at friends' houses and I had a client who had a Ninja years ago, like a really like first generation Ninjas, and even that one worked really well. It, it so. kind of fits into that kind of prosumer category, mm-hmm. like yeah. high-end consumer um the type appliance yeah not not to the same level as the true professional commercial well, same thing with like a vitamix stuff. or a blend tech they have their consumer yeah. level and they have their professional level i've got like the in-between like the higher end ninjas are probably comp starting to become comparable to the lower end Vitamix and yeah, I would that say they so, start yeah. to overlap yeah. there. Yeah. Now, if you go crazy and buy the high end Vitamix, yeah, obviously, yeah, maybe not obviously, but yeah, it, it will be better. But that's a completely different category and price right. point yeah. of what you're getting. So, mm-hmm. um, no, this seems this seems good. I want one. Add this to my list. Okay. <laughs> I'll make ninja. Oh my gosh, if I get you a ninja creamy though, Sage would be so mad. Lime smoothies. Mmm, lime smoothies, yes. No tequila, though. No promises. (laughs) All right, this next one is a new-to-me item, and Sage saw it, and she was like, you need that. And I'm like, but I don't go anywhere. And she's like, mmm, yeah. (laughs) So tell me about this. What? Crock-Pot electric lunchbox. This is for my foodie friends who want to bring leftovers. It's like a thermos, but better. It's a mini crock pot, but it's a lunchbox. Isn't that cool? 20 ounce. That's a decent size. Wouldn't you have loved that when you worked in corporate? Yeah. Yeah, having to fight over the microwave. Right? Yeah. I mean, I brought Sage's thermos with me to bring some chicken wild rice soup to my cooking class day last Wednesday, and it worked but, like, my soup was lukewarm. Right. And it's Thermos brand, and I did the trick where I put the boiling hot water in. I used my Smeg electric kettle, which was on my gift list last year because I love Smeg. It's retro style. And I filled it up with hot water, and I then put in the very, very hot soup. And it was still just moderately warm when I got to it at, like, 1230. And I put it in there at, like, 8 a.m., so this looks amazing. So any of my foodie friends who might work somewhere where they cannot heat things up or easily heat things up or don't want to compete for a microwave, the Crock-Pot electric lunchbox seems pretty darn awesome. It's a good gift for somebody That's who works. That's a good gift. Yeah. That's a good gift. Yeah. Because it's probably not something you'd buy for yourself. No. Because you don't want to spend the money on it. But when somebody else buys it for you and you're like, oh my gosh, this has changed my life. <laughs> do you want to talk about the Chun Blonde? So these are. Oh, gosh. It's a. It's a Damascus steel. It is. With a. It's a knife. It's okay. We'll start with that. So it's a knife. Shun is a it's Japanese a knife, knife bl- with, brand. Uh, a brighter yellow handle made out of it's a you know new it's a it's the newer version of or it is a newer version is the blonde version so it's a light wood it's a light, light wood, green light wood grain handle mm-hmm. so it's a little bit more aesthetically pleasing however the blade is still just as good as their traditional which is black i've been watching a lot of forged and fire while you were away so i was learning what? all these knife terms Oh, okay. All right, <laughs> tell me I, more. And I completely forgot most of them. Oh my god. 
I believe these are forged Damascus, though, aren't they? They are, yeah. Yeah. And with the water etching, not a water etching, but the clay, um, what is it called? It's the hamon. Nice hamon on them, all along the edge of the blade. These are not low quality knives, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Tell me more. Hold their edge well. Have a nice balance to them. I at least I assume so. I don't know. I'm not allowed to touch yours, so <laughs> I wouldn't know. I mean, I don't say that you're not allowed to touch it. I mostly say that you need to learn how to use it before you can touch it. Okay. So if you can show proficiency in using a very high-quality knife, then you are allowed to use my shun. Maybe I'll buy you your own. Okay. So use the tip to open things, like oh my God. <laughs> cans and stuff. All right, so my... I have two favorite brands of knives, and they both happen to be Japanese knives because I was introduced to Japanese knives back in culinary school. Um, so a lot of my friends in culinary school had your traditional, like, Wusthof, Henkel knives, which are fantastic knives. I have nothing bad to say about them other than they tend to be really heavy. And I'm a pretty darn small human. I'm five feet tall. And for me, I've got small hands and they're really heavy in my hand. And they just make the work in the kitchen feel harder than it needs to be. So I got turned on to global knives, which I still love and use daily. Like my global vegetable knife is my go-to knife. Like when I reach in, like today, I reached in to my knife drawer and the first thing I always grab is my vegetable knife and I need a new one because it is actually at the point where like I sharpen it often and it's like I probably need to replace it at this point because I've had it for so long and I use it so often it's about a six inch knife and I use it for so much my shun knife is my favorite knife because it is so super sharp the first time I used it I was like that is a sharp knife it like stuck into my cutting board so if you have a friend or a family member who is a foodie and who wants a really great really sharp knife that will hold its sharpness and it will hold up to really difficult challenges your butternut squash and such um a shun knife is really, really great. The global knives are great because they're really light. The shun knives are light and really sharp. The global knives are also really sharp, but I find I do need to keep my global sharp, my global knife sharp um, more consistently where my shun knife stays sharp a little bit longer. But they're both fantastic knives. I would say the global knife is a little bit more entry level. The shun knife is a little bit more of a gift level or professional level in my experience. Now I use both and I love them. Um, but for a gift, I love the Shun Blonde, which I think it just has a really, it just has a really beautiful finish with like the light blonde. Um, the look is just some, oh my gosh, I can't describe it. It just, looks it's nice just in your a kitchen. brighter knife. It just it looks nice in your kitchen. Yeah. It doesn't have the dark handle. It doesn't look like that, like, man chef's knife. So <laughs> I do, I don't know a lot of male chefs who would be interested in the blonde series from Sean, but I do think if you're giving it to a gift, if, if you're giving it to someone as a gift, it would be one that is aesthetically pleasing in your kitchen as well as something that works really, really well. Now, again... They are not inexpensive knives. They're like $170 or so for your chef's knife. The Nakiri knives are really good too. They're more of a utility style knife. Um, so this is kind of whatever you need, whatever you're looking for in a knife. But they are really, really fantastic knives. And I think the Blonde is a really aesthetically pleasing knife as well. Now, there's nothing wrong with the standard black. Kind of depends on your kind of what style you're looking for but if you're going to display it on a knife rack i think that that rather than in a drawer i really like the blonde so that was probably way too long to talk about knives 
Sure. Thank you for not saying yes. Are we going to get to the outdoor library? We're going to do it. <sighs> we'll okay. see. People can skip through. So this next one's about <gasps> cooking cow hearts on a camp stove. Did you look this up? Yes. <laughs> okay. So um, it is Aaron French's new cookbook called Big Heart Little Stove, which I can only assume refers to cooking an animal's large heart no. like a cow on a tiny stove, like a little camp stove that you might have. Oh my god. Aaron French is an <laughs> incredible chef out of Maine. And it is probably one of my number one like culinary dreams to be able to go to her restaurant. Um, she has a waiting list like years long. It's not even a waiting list. It's she still takes reservations by postcard every year to be able to go to her restaurant. You have um, to camp out there. No, you have to send a postcard. And if she chooses you, you get to go to her restaurant. So it's like a once a year type situation. Um, she's just a really incredible chef who really focuses on seasonal New England flavors and dishes and as someone who is from new england and really appreciates her story she has a really beautiful memoir that was part of my gift list last year and i highly encourage you to listen to her memoir i think that her memoir on audible is incredible and she reads it she reads her memoir and her first book the lost kitchen cookbook was incredible and she has a brand new cookbook and it is on my wish list this year so i put it on my gift list i'm fairly certain it does not have anything to do with cooking cow hearts on camp stoves <laughs> probably not and if you haven't seen the docuseries on is it youtube or discovery uh, no it's not youtube it's um Bravo. it's on the same network as magnolia is it discovery i think it's discovery discovery She's got, yes, I don't know if it's a docu-series, but she's got a great, like, mini-series. documentary series. Yes. Okay, fair enough. Anyways, uh, called The Lost Kitchen. Mm, let me look it up. Alright, so as he goes and gets my computer charger, it is called The Lost Kitchen, and it is on HBO Max. So we were both. No, I was right. It was on the Magnolia Network. But she's awesome. And I think her cookbooks are well worth it. Alright, we're in business. Alright. Last one, best one. Oh, this is just a fun foodie item. I added because I thought we needed an actual food item on the foodie list. Is this the box set? Yes. Okay. So, can you describe... So, this is Melinda's hot sauce set. What is so great about Melinda's hot sauce? It's really great ingredients, really good hot sauces. So, it's for the hot sauce lover. If you don't like spicy food, this is not for you. If you like good hot sauces, you like good ingredients... She's got a good variety, and I think it's fun to experiment with, you know, different variety of different chili peppers, different, you know, you've got your green hot sauce versus your red hot sauce. You've got your habanero versus your jalapeno. And so she do more the, um, like Caribbean style versus the American style. Versus a Thai style for the hot sauce aficionados before they come after us. Oh, gosh. I feel like they're a very passionate people group. Well, she... <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Um, <laughs> so she has, a, like, a black truffle hot sauce that's really delicious. You are not a mushroom fan. I am. Especially truffles. Um, she does have, like, a Thai style, but that's not her specialty. 
There's like a garlic habanero. There's a cayenne. There are different levels of, there's like the Mexicana style. There's different levels of spice and different levels of hot sauce. So the thing I like about hot sauce is that there is such a wide variety. Hot sauce is kind of worldwide. Like there's every, not every, but a lot of cultures have their own style of hot sauce. You've got your Louisiana hot sauce. You've got your Thai style hot sauce, right? You've got your Mexican hot sauces, which is a wide variety of hot sauces, right? Sorry, I was just picturing a good classic English hot sauce in my brain. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, not every culture. There's a large variety of cultures that have different hot sauces, right? Um, and so I think that not every one of their hot sauces are good. You know, not everyone's going to love a habanero honey mustard hot sauce, right? But overall, the ones I've tried from the Melanchis hot sauces are good. And so I think a variety pack is a cool gift for somebody who's a foodie, somebody who's kind of a hot sauce aficionado. So thank you for quizzing me on hot sauces, though. I appreciate that. All right. That's my foodie list. And as we have officially gone over two hours, let's talk about gifts for the outdoor lover. And then, like I said, we will keep gifts under 50, stocking stuffers, things like that to the main list. And uh, let's take it away for outdoor lovers, because both of us are very much, most of the time, we would rather be outdoors than indoors. So first up, I think we've done this one before. Because I love them. The Moby hats. Well, you introduced me to the Moby hats. Yes. And like currently I'm just more annoyed that you haven't bought me a new one. So for those of you who don't know, um, typically what happens when you buy a hat, a cap baseball hat, trucker hat, you find it, you wear it, you love it, and after about three weeks, it is fairly sweat-stained, grimy, dirty, you've dropped it, you may have bent the brim, depending on how much care you take with it. Um, and the nice thing about the Moby hats is you can take that beat-up, dirty hat, drop it in your washing machine, and it will come out fairly clean without damaging the brim or um, any other parts of the hat, which you can't do with like a, most typical baseball hats. It literally looks like new when you wash it and take it out and just dry it. Yeah. And so the brim is also made out of fairly dense foam instead of like a cardboard or a plastic. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot more comfortable on your head. It's really comfortable. I run in them now. Um, they're a trucker style, so they're not for everybody, mm -hmm. but, um, I actually bought a full set for my sailing team this year and we might do it again next year. We're trying to decide the fit wasn't quite what we were expecting, but I know you really like the junior fits. Yeah. I've got a tiny a small head. head. Yeah. So it is hard to find smaller hats sometimes. Yeah. So it works well for me. Uh, yeah, and they come in a ton of different colors, ton of different designs, so they're just really awesome. I like them on a hike because you can just drop. If you find a stream on a mountain or something, you drop your hat in it, soaks mm -hmm. it up, works really well. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, so those are my. They're a great gift too because they're like thirty five, forty bucks too, for your friend who likes your outdoor sports, and they're very much waterproof, like you said. So they're great for water sports, too. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to get one for me and one for Sage for Christmas. Apparently. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, we told her we'd get her one. because She's been sailing, and she got a hat that was supposed to be, quote-unquote, active hat from Target. And again, within three weeks, it's water-stained. I tried to wash it, and it is... Oh, my gosh. I put it in the wash and <laughs> took it out, and it's, like, all misshapen. And I mean, it was, like, 15 bucks. She's like, it's fine. And I'm like... Okay, it's, I mean, it is, it's fine, it's functional-ish, but. It works, it's just, it's stained, it, yeah. It's kind of misshapen, so, mm -hmm. yeah, the movie hat's great. So, number two, well, let's alternate for this one. This is on my wish list. All right, listen, you are a sailor, I know you've sailed 
your basically your entire life, but I have done water sports my entire life. And I know that sailing's a water sport, but I am a kayaker and canoeer, mostly kayaking, because that's my preference for most of my life. And as much as I love learning how to sail, I'm very comfortable in a kayak. And I think it's so fun to be able to go to a lake or a stream, whatever, not a stream, but be able to go to a lake, to be able to go to a pond and just take a kayak out and just go wander around. And it's so casual and so fun. And I would love a blow up kayak. And I think it's such a cool like couples gift to be able to go and kayak for like 150 bucks, take a kayak out together with oars. You can get blow up kayaks on Amazon for like 150 bucks and I've heard very very good reviews from close friends you can get a couple of very inexpensive I said oars they're not oars for kayaks or paddles but paddles blow up kayak just get a little pump I think you have to pay more for the electric pumps there is that but you just pump it up go to a lake go paddle around what a cool like active date that would be yeah no, those, they're, they seem interesting. Seem like a good idea. I know the tech around the inflatable world has come a long way. Mm-hmm. I think most of us, when we think of it, we think like the old like pool inner tubes. And yes, stuff. it's not that. <laughs> um, but I mean, most of the paddle boards now, you can get pretty good inflatable paddle boards mm-hmm. that are almost as good as the recreational level fiberglass boards and chuck them in your car yeah i do want a good paddle board for when we're in rhode island because here we have the sailing center where we can just take out the paddle boards but we don't have that in rhode island there's that too paddle boarding's fun and chill like when we go paddle boarding most of the time it's not i mean it is it works your core I was out with Ren one day in a lot of breeze and arguably probably should not have been out with the five-year-old on the end of my board when it was that windy. She was fine. She was fine. We had fun. But I was very sore. Like, I was on my knees and my quads and my core was very sore the next year from keeping us up. (laughs) So it's a good workout, but it's also a lot of fun. With the kids, without the kids. So it's good. So the next one I had on my list was socks. I talked about the darn tough socks, which I, I don't know if it's, it's how is it spelled? I'll, I'll link them, but I don't think it's spelled the way I spelled it on here. <laughs> but your mom introduced me to those. Those are my favorite hiking socks. Um, we don't need to talk more about socks. You do love the Shady Rays sunglasses, though. I have... Obviously, any of you who have seen me, I have glasses. I can't wear contacts. So all of my sunglasses are prescription. So I have a different situation than you do. But you have a favorite brand of sunglasses that I think would be great as a gift. Yeah, so it's been... I mean, most of us are familiar with the reports that came out a number of years ago saying that something like... 80% of the glasses and sunglass companies in America are all owned by the same company. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's Luxottica. I don't remember. I believe is the name of the company. But basically, if you're ever wondering why most of your eyeglasses are as expensive as they are, it's because they're all owned by one company. Mm -hmm. So in the last couple years, a number of smaller independent companies have popped up they're buying their product out of similar places that are manufacturing the bigger brands, the Oakleys, the Smiths, the Arnett's, whatever you're used to wearing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the quality is fairly comparable to what you're going to get out of one of those companies. Um, you can buy higher quality lenses out of them. Some of the high-end Oakleys, the high-end Canons. Uh, do have slightly better lenses i found but Mm -hmm. i am hard on my sunglasses i go through probably three pairs of sunglasses a year 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we didn't really talk about your actual job, but you are a professional sailor. So, so. I'm, I'm on the water all the time. I'm wearing sunglasses every day. And so the nice thing about Shady Rays, and there's a couple other companies that are doing similar things, but I can get polarized sunglasses from them for about, for less than $50. You didn't even mention the brand before, so I like how you slipped that in, like... <laughs> They should sponsor you. They should. With no social media presence. Exactly. <laughs> um, but the, and every once in a while they'll have sales on. So I've actually managed to get two pairs of sunglasses for less than $50. Decent polarized lenses. They also have, my favorite thing I think is that they do a, they'll give you two pairs of replacements. Mm-hmm. So if you damage or lose a pair they'll replace them for ten dollars in shipping it's crazy cool um most companies don't do most, that y- you know oakley is not going to replace your pair of sunglasses because for $10. you put them in the bottom of your bag and then your kid threw it in the car and they got crushed yeah like shady rays will yep here you go here's 10 bucks in shipping and send you a new pair mm-hmm. yeah. um they also donate to Feed America for every pair they sell. So they're also going to... Because... Yeah, which is a company that we have also done classes for and donated to, too. And so. giving back. So it's just, it's a good company. Um, I've been very happy uh, with their products. They've branched out to create, you know, initially with their offerings, the size range was fairly limited. They happen to fit me really well, but not everybody else. And then they've expanded quite a bit to offer different sizing mm, for your cool. face shape. So uh, they have something for everybody. That's cool. They're a good kind of like mid-range stocking stuffer too. Like I feel like pretty much every year we give you a cool new pair of Shady Rays because I think it's 40 bucks. Yeah. For you and I, we tend to do like one big gift and then stockings is kind of how we do it. And so we'll get a couple of nice items. I was asking Sage about stocking stuffer ideas, which again will be on the main list. But she was like, well, we normally get you like wine <laughs> or like one year we got you an iPhone in your stocking. I'm like, oh, OK, that was like that's not <laughs> it's not normal. It's not normally what's in my stocking. <laughs> but it's like. You know, a lip balm and a pair of sunglasses and a bottle of wine or maybe for you it's a whiskey or whatever it might be. But usually sunglasses are in there because they're affordable enough that they can be in our like, I mean, for us, it's kind of like adult bougie, you know, kind of stocking stuffers versus the kids stocking stuffers. But they're still, you know, pretty affordable, but it's fun to have the kids. There was one year they picked you out a cool, it was like a wood grain with like the pink lens. And you were kind of hesitant at first, and you're like, oh, these actually look kind of cool. <laughs> so. And I have no idea where they are, because that's what happens to my Yeah, glasses. I have no idea. I like those, though. <laughs> yeah. They're cool, though. They're a great brand. So that's a good one. Even though I can't wear them, I would if I could. <laughs> All right. So the next one on the list is a beach cooler bag. The one that I found on Amazon is one I would like. We have gone through many beach cooler bags, and initially... I wanted to share the Yeti cooler that I really love and would like myself. That's like 200 bucks. And you know what? If you want a really fantastic cooler that keeps your ish cool all day long, like Yeti is, it's great. It's a really great brand. But if you're just going to the beach for a few hours and you want to keep your stuff cool, this one has a drink cooler in the bottom and a food cooler on the top so you can kind of separate things and you can open up the drink cooler and just take a drink and everything else in the top is secured so you don't have to dig through your cooler to try and find your drinks in the bottom all your food's in the top all your drinks are in the bottom it's like 40 bucks it's fantastic so it'd be nice if that was under the christmas tree i'm just saying I'll, we go to the beach a lot see what we can do. <laughs> well let's talk about pickleball I did pickleball for the first time this year. It is. Well, it's okay. It's a new thing. I feel like it used to be an old person thing. And now it's a young person thing. Now it's an every person thing. Pickleball is fun. Stop looking at me like that. 
Pickleball is fun. A pickleball set is a great gift. For a friend who's just maybe tried it out, it's like 30 bucks for a set. You get two paddles, couple balls, hit around, hit around. What hit do you around. call it? Is that, what, how do you, I don't know the lingo. You're going to go have a hit around? I feel like that's right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the lingo. I just learned it this year. Oh, all the pickleball is coming for you. Probably. Okay, please come gently. Please not. Not with your paddles. Please come gently. Um, but I tried it this year. I did a lot of tennis growing up. And my mom and I, that's like one of the only activities we actually did together was like hit a ball back and forth. And uh, I think pickleball is a really fun thing to be able to do as a couple. So we got tennis rackets when we lived near a tennis court. In our last, the last place we lived, and then all of a sudden they got rid of half of the tennis court and turned it into a pickleball court because it's so popular. <laughs> I still like tennis. I really enjoy pickleball, and I think it's a really great gift for a couple, especially, to be able to do something that's a little bit active but also not super intense. Like I'm like, honey, let's go on a ten mile hike for fun, and you're like, yay! I mean, you like hiking. I know you like hiking. But also, I think I push you to your max. I feel like pickleball is a little bit more chill. A little bit more chill. Do you agree? I'm putting words in your mouth. I'd prefer like a five-mile hike to a ten. Why? (laughs) (laughs) But compared to pickleball, pickleball more chill? Pickleball is more chill. Okay. We can still compete, which neither of us like to do we're not competitive at all no never just like we're not sarcastic all right the next one is something we have in our backyard right now and i think this is a great gift especially for families yep so we have a ladder toss set so this is something you may have played before the backyard basically you have three different levels of horizontal bars and you throw a bola at it and it needs to wrap around and you get points for landing it on the different levels of the ladder it's 30 bucks it's a fun family game if you've already got cornhole this is a good one to add to the mix and you can get them the one that i've linked you can get it you can get like a little bag to carry it and you can bring it to your friend's house if you're going to a barbecue spring or summertime you can bring it there and you can kind of play it together Mm -hmm. it's very light easy game to play in your backyard or bring with you to the beach or to your friend's house too this is a good gift all right i feel like you need to explain the next two okay so the first one we have is a backpack from the brand is called gecko brand and i found these while looking for fun stuff for my sailing team and years ago right uh about two years ago now i think is when we found them and they are they make a variety of different styles of backpacks and carrying bags um the ones that i have the most experience with are just the kind of waterproof roll-up backpacks so it's a basic sack so it doesn't come with Four laptop pockets, uh, zipper packs, key holders. There is a little front pocket and there is a little spot to put your wallet or keys in the back. But it's basically more like a sack that you then have the option to roll up the top to and uh, clamp it down. But it's lightweight it's cr- and it's waterproof. It's very lightweight. This They're more water resistant. Water I would resistant, call them. okay. Um, they do make one that's heavier more waterproof more durable but the thing that i like about it is i don't know if you've looked at what a backpack like a good backpack costs these days yeah i just bought a hiking backpack so they're they're, i know they're not (laughs) they're not not inexpensive and at the time we were looking to buy 10 of them Mm -hmm. 12 of them we're looking to buy 12 and so you know cost did start to become a factor and we could get these for, I think they were less than 50 bucks. Yeah. The ones that we got. And I like them because most of the time for sailing, I'm looking to toss a pair of shoes, a spare shirt, 
maybe a dry top in there and then hold my wallet, phone and keys, roll it up, clamp the top. If there's any spray, if it's moist out, um, it's, if it's raining, it'll be fine. Now, if I stick it in a puddle of water, yeah, it's going to leak, but, uh, they also, they're a really light nylon material, so they don't weigh a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're just, yeah, it's an awesome gift. So it's good for, like, boaters. It'd be good for maybe a golfer to keep his stuff in. I don't know. I don't know golf. I mean, um, who would it be good for? I guess I'm going to ask you that. It's not quite a hiking backpack. No, it's, it's, it's like a not a hiking bag. It's more of a day back. But if you're looking for, you know, your kid needs a spare sports bag, right? Like Right, yeah. So the next one um, is the Mustang Torrens jacket, which I was like, okay, like, you're going to need to explain this. And you're like, oh, you have this jacket. And I was like, oh, I yeah, love that jacket. Okay. I don't know how I got this jacket, but this <laughs> is a team jacket. And I am only the ever so slightest part of this team (laughs) sometimes i make this team meals i don't know how i got this jacket this jacket is fuzzy on the inside and basically waterproof on the outside it's not a rain jacket but i've worn it in the rain and i'm warm and i am dry and it's got a hood and it it's windproof and it's lightweight and it's not too hot and so it's by the brand mustang and mine is, it does run small. I will say that mine's only a small and I'm usually an extra small in jackets, extra small in women's. Um, but it's probably my favorite jacket because it's fuzzy on the inside, but it's not too hot and it's basically waterproof. But you know, when you wear a rain jacket and it's waterproof, but you kind of get sticky. I don't feel like that with this one. It is kind of, what did you call it, like the perfect mid-layer? This is, this is what we call mid-layer. Mid-layer, yeah. So it's not, it's not designed to be waterproof. Mm-hmm. It's a little water resistant. You know, if it's misting, light rain, it's going to keep that off you. If it downpours, you will get wet. I'm sure. It's not, not designed for that. Right. But it's the insulating layer. It's the warm layer. So when you're layering up, you want to have a base layer, something to take the moisture away from you. Then your mid layer is what actually keeps you warm. That's the insulating layer. Yeah. And then this is designed to have a shell or something worn over top of it to keep the, any heavy rain or wind off you. Mm-hmm. But it's nice because it's really lightweight, but it is also quite warm. Mm-hmm. And you can mix and match it with different pieces of gear for those of you who are more outdoor enthusiasts and take your layering very seriously like i do um the pockets are fuzzy which is it's really nice (laughs) um being able to stick your hands into a fuzzy pocket on a cold day is a complete game changer Mm -hmm. um yeah, this has rapidly become my favorite piece of kit that I think we've we've bought. It's great. And so you can buy this just as a normal human. Yeah. You not don't, buying don't it for race kit. <laughs> not buying it as a team. Um, and we have a link. So it's not on Amazon. It's on the Mustang website. But we will link it. And it is a great gift for the outdoor enthusiast. And you're like, I not being someone who i mean i'm not obviously not using it professionally racing but i would highly recommend it and i'd be very happy if i got that i mean i guess i did get it as a gift (laughs) (laughs) um and my last item on my outdoor list is my absolute favorite pair of shorts which i love so much that i asked for for christmas Uh, myself so i figured i'd add it on the list my last item i added on the list is the patagonia baggy shorts but specifically the barely baggy shorts so i have worn these shorts or i did wear these shorts when i was like a camp counselor i wore them at camp when i was like probably 15 or so like the last years i went to camp and then as a camp counselor like years ago i wore the baggy shorts So they are a lightweight 
somewhat waterproof short by Patagonia, which is a great outdoor brand. Any of you who have worn Patagonia before, um, I just, they're a great brand. And these shorts specifically are like mm, 50, 60 bucks or so. So they're not crazy expensive. If you know Patagonia, like Nick jokes that they're Patagucci, they're not inexpensive. Um, but they are a really great short and they've recently come out with a slightly shorter short. So as someone who is, like I mentioned, only five feet tall, I'm not a very tall human. Um, these are like two and a half inches inseam versus the five inch inseam of the regular baggies. So whether they're the baggy short or the barely baggy short, they are my favorite for like outdoor activities. I love them for hiking. I love them for camping. And recently I have loved them for sailing because though, though they will eventually get saturated in water, I've worn them for sailing a couple times. They've gotten wet and within like 30 minutes they're dry, which is very cool because they're not meant to be shorts that are like dry shorts. Um, and they're very, very comfortable. They've got an elastic waistband. And I think for the active person in your life, especially if you do live in a warmer climate like we do, they're really awesome. And I love them enough to be like, this is what I want for Christmas. I want a couple more pairs of these. They come in prints, they come in colors. And I really love them. And they even have them in kid sizes too. So they're great for like the junior hiker in your life too. Though my 10 year old thinks they're not cute enough. So she doesn't want them. So there's that. But I think that they're great and I love them and I would love one pair in every color. So they're wonderful. So that's our list. Those are our favorites for outdoor, for foodies, for younger kids, older kids, for him, for her. This is officially our longest healthy mama gift guide that we have done. But I think we did a pretty good job and I think we did a good job of finding very different gift ideas that were hopefully gifts that are not the same as every other gift list that you've heard. Maybe some of them are, maybe some of them aren't. But my goal this year was to give you a list of gifts that actually made you think like, oh, that might be a cool idea for someone in my life because I think oftentimes the gift lists are kind of the same thing over and over again. And some of them are the same things we've talked about over and over again because we love them so much. Um, but some things are quite different. So I hope this was helpful for you. Um, like I said, I have linked everything if it's on Amazon, it's on my Amazon list. I've done as best a job as I can to separate things into different Amazon lists. If you're just looking for her, for him, for kids, um, or there's the main list, which has everything included. And then also linking from Uncommon Goods, from Movi, from Mustang, from whatever brands, Patagonia we've mentioned as well. I've tried to link everything in the blog posts as well as links to the blog posts and to my Amazon list in the show notes. So I hope you found this helpful. If you have specific gifts that have been killer in your house, your kids have loved them, your spouse has loved them, I have, I would love to hear them. So send me an email. Um, I'm Chris at Healthy Mama Chris. Join me if you're in Patreon. I would love to hear them in our Patreon chats. Share them with me because I would love to include them in our next year gift list as well. I always love when you share with me that I shared a gift idea that was really helpful for you that someone in your life loved and I would love for you to share that with me as well because it is helpful because I love creating these lists but I love new ideas as well. So definitely share it with me whether it's via email or on Patreon or you know if I come back to Instagram I'm at Healthy Mama Chris over there as well. Um, so thank you as always for listening especially if you got to this point. I very much appreciate you. And thank you, Nick, for joining me. You're not asleep. Not yet. Close. We're here. Okay. <laughs> thank you for joining me. And uh, and thank you for Sage, who's adding on a part to this as well. All right, friends. I hope you all have a happy holidays and happy gift giving. I will chat with you all soon. Until the next episode. I mean, happy, happy gifting for this one. Happy, happy gifting. gifting. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Mommy's Podcast. Friend, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Healthy Mama Kitchen Podcast. 
Don't forget to subscribe wherever you love to listen to podcasts so you never miss a cooking tip. If you've been loving this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It truly makes a difference in how many other busy cooks find this show and lets me know what you're loving and want to hear more of. For show notes and links to all the recipes and tools I mentioned, head to HealthyMamaChris.com slash podcast. For daily eats, cooking tips, and family-friendly shortcut dinner ideas, be sure to follow along over on Instagram at HealthyMamaChris. Remember, cooking for your family may not always feel easy, but it can be simple.